No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. For all those joining us live on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, a happy Halloween Eve, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. With Dave Manouk, I'm Drew Mindell, Ezra Ginsberg, away from the program, suspended one game for conduct detrimental to Illegal Curve. You know, if Halloween, Mr. Manouk, is the scariest night of the year, I think some people might say it's Valentine's Day, but that's neither here nor there. But if Halloween is the scariest night of the year, I'm not sure. I think today's performance by the Winnipeg Jets would have been better off tomorrow night rather than tonight, with the exception, of course, of Connor freaking Halbuck. It's a 2-1 defeat at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Jets get a point, and there's only one man responsible for that, and he's the netminder for the Winnipeg Jets. Yes, I think, Drew, uh, your earlier tweet where you were going to just say Helly and I was going to say Buck for the entire uh, post-game <laughs> yeah. show would be appropriate yeah. given what we saw from the Jets netminder. And it's not the first time. Of course, everybody remembers the San Jose game. But, I mean, this mm-hmm. guy is in – again, we talked about it on the Saturday show. He is as dialed in as you're going to see a, a goaltender right now, and that's a good thing for the Winnipeg Jets because he, he was sensational throughout the course of this game, and you knew it. You could feel it right off at the outset. I mean, you know, an early – start time in in vegas 5 p.m or 5 Mm -hmm. p.m there in vegas and and yet the jets didn't look like they were ready to go but connor hellebuck sure was i mean shots were 9-2 to start before you even knew it actually ended up being 11-2 i remember writing that tweet from a legal curve and all of a sudden i was like 9-2 oh no wait it's 11-2 and it was just a a a flurry of shots and and he just he stood tall which he he usually does and and you know the jets just seemed slow to the Compare as compared to Vegas, and and look, Vegas is the best team the Jets have played. I mean, they are the best team. It's not even a question, right? They're the top team in the Pacific. Their record is is excellent. They came into the game having won three straight as well, mm-hmm. and of course now have won four straight. But they were all over Winnipeg, and Winnipeg just didn't seem like they were ready to go from the outset of that hockey game. They just never seemed to get to get going. And you know, you can say, well. Generally, what happens in that instance is that the team is bailed out by the goaltender. What we've seen traditionally here in Winnipeg, the team is bailed out by the goaltender, and eventually they start to wake up. And despite what you may have heard on the broadcast, where the ice was somehow tilting, or they were having good stretches, I mean, I'm sorry, for through 40 minutes at least, I mean, the third period was a different story, but through the 40 minutes... Uh, the tail of the tape would suggest otherwise. There was yes. the ice anybody was with anybody with anybody with uh, working vision would would not yes. have said that the ice was tilted in the Jets' favor at any. I was point having in some. Time I was having some fun in during, those forty minutes. Yeah, I was having some fun with the chat, Drew, because uh, I was just I was like I was saying then people were like who said that I'm like well it was said on the broadcast but uh, you know what I mean it it was one of those games and the Jets of course didn't skate yesterday they didn't skate again today. Yeah, a little surprising um, about that. I guess five I, was a little, start I know it's a five o'clock start, but I thought, you know, if, if Vegas had already said they weren't skating, you could, in theory, have had an earlier ice time if you just wanted to get your legs going a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that surprised me, given the fact that they gave obviously gave the team off yesterday after back to backs. But you know, regardless, um, they weren't ready to go. 
And, you know, you, you know, what? maybe that, maybe that's a, a testament to the fact that you do need a morning skate. Cause you know, they were like, Oh, well, we're getting rid of the morning skates. Well, these guys weren't ready to go when it was, when it mattered, when puck dropped and that was uh, put him behind the eight ball. And again, if it wasn't, um, who was the first intermission guest? Was it uh, Neil Pionk? And he said, it should be three, nothing right now. And then no. think about it. Second intermission guest, Mason Appleton, same sort of message. You know, if it's not for Connor Hellebuck, we're out of, we're not even in this game. So, I mean, the overarching theme and is the fact that Connor Hellebuck was, like I said, otherworldly throughout the course yeah. of this game and made some just incredible saves. But uh, the Jets were gassed. They just didn't have uh, they didn't have it going on throughout the course of the day and the game, with the exception of the fourth line. The fourth line deserves a lot of credit. I thought yeah. they were the only ones who really looked like they they had their legs going and were ready to play and. With the exception of them, uh, there's nobody who I would um, illustrate as being particularly good in the top nine. You know, when you look at the last three games as a whole, the the, the road trip, and we'll talk uh, this tonight on the post game show. We talk about tonight, so mm-hmm. there's no question that this was the Connor Hellbuck show. And, and the truth is, the Jets finished this road trip two zero and one. So a lot of people, and I see people in the chat, and I admire all of you for your uh, enthusiasm. You know, people who say the Jets are 2-0-1, you know, and that's good news, and that's where the focus of everything should be, you know, an admirable take and everything else. But, I mean, there there are more reasons for worry over the last three games than I would say reasons for celebration. The only reasons for celebration are the results. But you look at the game against Los Angeles – and you're dominant and you're dominated in the first period. Mm-hmm. You get better as the game goes on. You look at the game against Arizona, you're down to nothing. You get better as the game goes on. You look at tonight's game. Well, I mean, you were, you, you were thoroughly dominated for the vast majority of the game. And Connor Hellebuck is the only reason that, that, that allows you to, to get the, the extra point. So, and you don't have to apologize for having great goaltending. No, fact, we say that all the time. That's we say it all line. the time. Yeah. You don't apologize. For you scouted him, goaltender. you developed him. Like he's like absolutely. That's that's a feather in your cap, and you don't apologize for that. You don't apologize for having great goaltending. You don't apologize for playing against other teams' backup goaltenders. Those are two things that uh, the first thing is in your control, and you did a great job about it. The second mm-hmm. thing's out of your control. You don't have to worry about that. And the Jets are in first place in the Central Division, tied with the <laughs> with the Dallas Stars, I and know. that and and that's tremendous. And you can't take that away from them after the first month of the season or the you know you know wraps up with with today's games but the last three games in terms of how the jets have started and how the jets have largely played Mm -hmm. does leave me with some concern and i think it's justifiable concern five three and one is five three and one first place is first place no one's taking that away from you but if you're if you're being truthful and you're being honest you have to ask yourself how sustainable is what we have seen at least on this road trip. And that's and that's when they get five out of six points. So, yeah. I mean, that's sort of impressive that you're asking yourself, how is it sustainable? But at the same time, you're also asking, you're also saying we got five out of six points. Well, as T. Will uh, said, and I, I highlighted this comment, but it's mm-hmm. true, great goaltending is not a strategy. Um, and so, I mean, if you want to look at it uh, glass half full, Drew, I guess you could say, hey, look, the the Jets played like crap and still ended up with five out of six points. And, you know, like you said, our first in the central. Yeah. So there's there's definitely some um, there's a lot of areas of improvement. You know, the the PK was good. I mean, at least that was a, mm-hmm. a positive for them. Right. They they managed to, to have 
you know, Brendan Dillon was like becoming familiar with the, uh, with the sin bin in, in Vegas, but you know what? And, and we can, you know, you can complain. It's interesting because I said on, on Twitter, I was, I didn't think the refereeing was very good. That seemed yeah. to be a theme throughout the course of the day because the refereeing in the AHL wasn't very good today either. But, yeah. you know, even on the, on the non-call on Morgan Barron, which led to the, you know, the goal. And I know we'll get into it later in the recap, but mm -hmm. to me, the, the interesting thing with that was that, you know, it's one thing on, on uh, when we have the, the benefit of TV, the refs don't have that. And you think to yourself, it's interesting because it's a, th you, it's a three Oh count in terms of penalties. It's pretty close to being, it looks blatant again. Like I said, on replay, you realize you it actually wasn't a trip. Like it was like Baron was falling and the stick happened to be there, but it didn't actually make contact. Right. But the ref doesn't know that. And right. you got to think like, you'd think that it would be an easy one for him because he knows it's already a three Oh mm -hmm. in favor of Vegas. And, so, and, it, and it directly leads to a scoring chance or or goal in this goal. Case. And yeah. and and every single player stopped. The Vegas guys stopped. The Jets stopped because they were all expecting a call. And then when they no, no call was forthcoming, play continued. And of course, that's why you you know the the age old thing you play until you hear a whistle. You don't sure. stop because you you think there's going to be something because uh, the refs. And I don't think it has anything to do with like betting and gambling and all that stuff, like people were saying, but. No, it doesn't. I just there's think no the ref... there's no the, <laughs> yeah, guys. It's like, not a conspiracy. The refs are no just incompetent. Conspiracy theories. They're just you know. And I and I said this after the game against Toronto when the officiating was in question. Officiating in the NHL will not improve and will not become more consistent until the owners of the NHL, i.e., the people who pay the officials, decide that they want to spend more money to improve the officiating. And that's just the reality of the matter. The you know the the inconsistencies are 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 not a they're not a bug. They're a feature. That mm -hmm. that's you know that that's just the, how it works. So in that instance, was I surprised that there was not a call? Absolutely, I was surprised there was not a call because so often officials, you know, for all the reasons you outlined there, Dave, player's stick is between the legs, player goes down. Three nothing was the penalties at that point in the game. So often the officials are looking for a reason to make a call, and that's just human nature more than anything. It's not some sort of grand conspiracy. The World Economic Forum is not involved in this. You know, it's not QAnon. It's not anything like that. That's just human nature, <laughs> folks. That's just all it is. So I was surprised there wasn't a. I was surprised that there wasn't a penalty call there, but there wasn't. So you move on, and you sort of have to just keep going. And I mean, again. You know, the Jets didn't lose this game because of officiating. The Jets didn't lose this game because of, you know, a penalty here or a penalty there or a non-call here or a non-call there. The Jets lost this game in overtime, mind you, because the Vegas Golden Knights were more deserving of the win. And the Jets almost won this game. They did. They really were, you know eight seconds away or you know seven seconds away from entering a shootout where it's it, it, it's a coin flip look the jets are going to go on that plane they're not going to be upset the players aren't they're going to say yeah we didn't play well because they didn't except for connor hellebuck of course and the fourth line had a very impressive game but they're going to say we're five three and one we're happy where we are there's a lot of things we need to clean up but we're five three and one and we're in first place and I saw somebody in the chat said, you know, at the end of the month of October, if you said that the Jets were going to be 5-3-1 and one, and the Jets were going to be in first place, people would be, you know, having a parade down Portage Avenue right now celebrating. So with nine games done, you know, with, you know, uh, a ninth of the season complete, people are probably pretty happy with where the Jets are. 
the players themselves know that they have to be better. Playing like this is not going to be a sustainable recipe for success. But there's no grand conspiracy thing. The the, the most deserving team won tonight. Yeah, it's you know, sometimes that simple. No, for sure. And I, the only thing I, I'm questioning though is how do we actually know the game went to OT? Because you're because we never saw the end of the third period. You're saying like what? Who, who was in charge of that? And how did they still have a job? Like I'm sorry, like that's. It was the same person who declared that Glenn Murray is the next mayor of Winnipeg. I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm watching, and, you know, sometimes it glitches, right? Like, you're like, you know, they, 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 okay, they throw it here, but it's, it's within a second that they flip it right back immediately. I'm thinking to myself, it's a, it's a one-all game. There's six seconds to go in the game. The faceoff is in the jet zone. Yeah. And I was waiting for them to come back with the Golden Knights celebrating having that would have been that would have been insane. And I just was like, did TSN really just cut away? And then the worst part is there was no I mean, I don't know if they knew, but there was no acknowledgement on the broadcast. So it was kind of like, okay, now we're going overtime. It's like now you're going overtime. I'm telling you that most people in Manitoba, I would think, or most people are watching, most Jets people who are watching are sitting there going, How do we know that just happened? We just lost five (laughs) seconds of our lives that we're not getting back. So uh I thought that was unusual. I, I couldn't believe there was a, it happened B no acknowledgement because it was just bizarre. Like, you know, you're, like I said, it's not, it's one thing that glitches in the second period, but six yeah. seconds to go in a, in a, in a tie <laughs> timing game. Is that, timing it, is everything as the old adage goes, right? Yeah. 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 Good anyway, old TSN. Good old TSN. Exactly right. Good evening to everybody. This is the illegal curve post game show. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a familiar face, I'm Drew Mandel. He's Dave Manuk. You know who we are. Ezra Ginsburg not present at the show today. That's okay. We'll miss Ezzy until he returns some point in time. Maybe Thursday, maybe Saturday, maybe Tuesday. We don't know. We'll see. Flip a coin. Never know when Ezzy's going to appear on the scene. Uh, let's get into the game recap, Dave. There weren't a sure. lot of goals in tonight's game. We could probably, you know, if we had, you know, a, a solid, you know, 36 to 48 hours, we could go through all the near goals that the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> scored. But, you know, we're not going to do that. We've been doing a lot of uh, broadcasts as of late. The Betway game recap is brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. And of course, the title sponsor of the Illegal Curve postgame show, Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports, as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. If you don't watch that game, you know, you're thinking, eh, not much happened in the first two periods. If you watch that game, I mean, you know just how unbelievable Connor Hellebuck was in mm-hmm. keeping the Jets, uh, in keeping the Jets in this game through the first forty minutes. Because I mean, the, the shots on goal were thirty-three to eight after forty minutes, but that only tells a, a, a small, small portion of the story. You have to look at the high danger chances. The mm-hmm. high danger chances through the first forty minutes of the game. At five on five, mind you, but let's look at it in all situations. The high danger chances for the Vegas Golden Knights through the first 40 minutes were 21 to four. 21 to four. The Golden Knights had more high danger chances than the Jets had shots on goal in tonight's game. I mean, you know, is that good? No, it's not. It's good for Vegas. It's great (laughs) for Vegas. Not so good for the Jets. You know, it might be something the Jets want to look to tighten up going forward. I, I you, you think you know we we take Connor Hellebuck for granted because we see it game in and game out. This yeah. was a reminder of 
peak Connor Hellebuck. And I know people mm-hmm. are thinking back to the game against San Jose. I think this was a more impressive performance than the game in San Jose. If you remember that one, I believe it was David yeah. Gustafson scored the winner uh, after Hellebuck stymied the Sharks. For... Yeah, went around uh, Eric Carlson. That's right. Exactly right. I mean, you know, this was one of the better goaltending performances of recent memory. That's how good Connor Hellebuck was tonight for the Winnipeg Jets. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, it, 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 you know, and, and like the saves, the, the saves he made, and I know we're skipping ahead, but the saves he made in the last couple minutes of the game, when, you know, you know, the, the Jets are just, you know, trying to get to overtime largely, but, you know, Vegas walked in. I think it was Nicholas Wah, ha, 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 you know, had, ha, had a walk-in chance that, I don't know physically how Connor Hellebuck made the save. Never mind the paddle save that he made early in the game. That was sort of a, you know, when he made that that save with his paddle, you sort of have the idea like you might be watching something special tonight. But what we saw from Connor Hellebuck tonight is something that I think people will not forget anytime soon, even though it came ultimately in a defeat by you know, by the Golden Knights. No, I mean, there's. I don't think. I think this will now replace that San Jose game when people are referencing Connor Hellebuck on incredible performances. You're going to now start talking about this one. This will now replace that San Jose one. People still remember that one, of course, mm-hmm. because of how many saves he made. But I mean, this this was, and you know, it's funny. Like Scotty Bullock said, maybe it's recency bias, but like this performance seems just otherworldly. And look, I, I saw the comment in the chat. You know, for the Jets, three games in four in four days for them while they stayed off the ice, you know, today and yesterday, like they, they just clearly didn't have it. And for their, to their benefit, they're going to have a few days in between their next game, right? They don't face Montreal till Thursday, the return of Johnny Kovacevic, uh, who's apparently in a second pairing role right now in Montreal. So that should be, that should give them time to rest and recover. And look, at the end of the day, we've talked about this for a long time. I mean, teams can do whatever they want. Look, the Vegas Golden Knights have, an excellent hockey team. They have some phenomenal, you know, they have a phenomenal uh, forward group, but their goaltending is, is decent. But wh- why do you think they're limiting the, the chances? Because they've possessed the puck all the time and they're not giving up a lot of like high danger chances. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason why Vegas. I mean, I don't, sorry, with all due respect to their goaltending tandem, that's not, not a lot of people are like looking at that thing in themselves Oh, those are who I would expect Vegas to be top of the Pacific with. So they do what they do. And again, like I said, that's why you have to give respect to a team like Vegas. I mean, we knew coming into the season last year with all the injuries they had and with everything that went on. And obviously the Robin Leonard situation was, was questionable because we didn't know how the goaltending would be, but they found a good formula, which is, you know, Harlem Globetrotter it. Make sure you've got the puck more than your opponent and, uh, and really just kind of control play. So you you got to give Vegas credit for what they're capable of doing. I just, I thought that they were able to give, you know, the Jets more than the Jets could handle. The Jets just didn't have the legs. They just seemed, there was one, one or two plays in transition where they were just half a step behind, maybe well more than one or two, but that seemed to be a, um, a theme throughout the course of the night. So ultimately you lean on your goaltender. And like I said, I, I don't, you don't make an apology for it, right? Like you, 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 you rely on that as one of your biggest assets. That is, Absolutely. you know, I mean, Murat wrote about it in his 10 things about the Jets season in advance. And he said, Connor Hellebuck will be the number one most important player for the Winnipeg Jets. 
I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with it. I, I I think it is. And so anybody who, you, you know, you're not paying attention if you say he isn't the reason, like the only reason the Jets got points in this game was because of Connor Hellebuck. Mm-hmm. So it would be, it'd be a disservice to suggest anything else. You, you can't, you can't, you're not, we're not here just to blow smoke and tell you that the team played fantastic today. No, and there's somebody was, on the broadcast doing that for you. He's no, I mean, the, and he's not the play by play guy. No, I, I, I'm just saying like, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're going to give you real analysis. And the real analysis is that you got the Jets got a point today because of Connor Hellebuck. And that's Sold. it. And that's the, the only reason. The so fourth, look, the when the Jets play well in the game, look, if you want go back and watch the game from St. Louis, when the Jets play a complete 60 minute game, we'll tell you, you, pra- you praise them for playing a complete 60 minute game, but you're not going to praise them after this game. Sorry. That's just not the way it works. You praise Connor Hellebuck for being exceptional. You plays the fourth line because the fourth line deserves a lot of credit to me because mm-hmm. I thought they were very good, that they were engaged. I mean, look, David Gustafson drew the lone penalty from a hard work. David you know, Gustafson, I, I thought, was, was I, in my mind, he was the Jets' best forward tonight. And, and that a fourth line was effective, yep. uh, you know, in, 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 in very many of their shifts. If you want to, you know, if you want to look for positives in tonight's game, we'll, we'll, we'll tell you one. The fourth line, absolutely a positive for the Winnipeg Jets tonight. Yeah. They were a very good they had a very good performance tonight. They, you take the what the fourth line did, you and you and you, and you pack it up and you bring it home with you, and you're very happy, uh, you know, for that moving forward. Yeah, yeah. Blake Wallace, Blake at the Lake says it. The fourth line was the best line this evening. Absolutely. And Chris makes a good point. The Jets were the best team. The Jets were the better team in in overtime. Yeah, for for majority for of overtime. Of for the majority of overtime, I would say the Jets were the better team. There's yeah. no question about it. You know, three on three is a little bit whatever, but like the reality is, yeah, no, the Jets were the better team and they had chances to win it. Mm-hmm. But again, ultimately they didn't. Then you're right. If they would have six more seconds, they go to a, to a shootout. And boy, we've jumped all over the place here, Drew. So yeah. let's go back into the recap and you can finish things off. There you go. Let's do it. Uh, Adam Lowry opens the scoring at the seven, 13 second mark of the third period. And, you know, it, it, it's just a hardworking goal. Neil Pionk, Morgan Barron with the assists. It, it, you know, it, it was a rebound. It was a shot. It was it was Morgan Barron making a nice offensive zone play to to, to to on the on the hard forecheck. The puck comes around. There's traffic in front of Aiden Hill, and Adam Lowry bangs in the puck, and it's one nothing for the Winnipeg Jets. We all know what happened in the first 40 minutes of the game. We don't need to go through it again. We've rehashed it. We've hashed it out. You can go watch the replay if you want to hear us, our thoughts about the first 40 minutes uh, again. But the Jets get that one nothing lead, and they don't have to apologize for it because, like we said, having a great goalie is something to be proud of, not something to be embarrassed about. And not only that, I mean, if you've weathered the storm through 40 minutes and then you come out well in the third period, that's not yeah. a – that's again, it's not ideal – but that if if that's what ends up happening, then that's what ends up happening. And you came out and and had a good shift with the Lowry line, and you get rewarded for it. So um, mm-hmm. Adam Lowry was feeling good, and uh, it gave the Jets some life, right? Because you you know the tide had been facing against them the whole time, and suddenly now they're with it. So you you feel a little bit of a a break there. Now of course Vegas is still going to press because they want to equalize it, but still, I mean, credit to the Jets for coming out the right way in that uh, third period. Absolutely, and then you know, I thought the the best the Jets' best period of the game I thought was the third period. You know, it got a little bit worse as the period went on, but there's a lot of reasons for that, and it's, you know, you can understand that. You know, Vegas again, 
as we've outlined, is, is a pretty talented hockey team. Best team yeah. in the Pacific Division. So far this year, one of the best teams in the league. One of the early surprises, because a lot of people thought they were going to take a step back. And then Mark Stone ties it up exactly seven minutes later. Uh, assist to Jack Eichel. And, and a lot of people don't like the goal. They don't like that there was not a penalty call. Um, you know, Mark Stone is, is, a, is a wonderfully talented player. Jack Eichel. As we saw in tonight's game, when I thought he was dangerous for the Golden Knights up and down the ice at all times, is a wonderfully talented player. And Mark Stone is able to sort of bank, the, you know, back, uh, you know, bunt the rebound past Connor Hellebuck after there was that lull in the action when everyone thought a, a, their, a hand was going to go up and there was going to be a penalty call. Well, it didn't come. You know, you, you, you take that half second, and I understand why all the players did, because they were waiting for the call. The call yep. didn't come, you know, for better or worse. And, you know, we, we've discussed it, and we don't need to discuss it again. But it's 1-1 at that point in time with about 12 and a half minutes to go. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, both it wasn't as if the Jets stood around and the Golden Knights didn't. Mm-hmm. The Jets just happened to get, a, they were a little more flat-footed before the Golden Knights did, because everybody, including most of us watching or the people on the broadcast, we're anticipating a call. And so you know that when that something like that happens, that that it, it looks egregious. It looks like it's going to be, uh, you know, meriting a, a penalty call. And it wasn't. And like I said, after the fact, because I tweet, I was, you know, rolling with the Illegal Group Twitter account tonight. And I said, oh, well, mm-hmm. that looked like a pretty obvious tripping penalty. And then I got some blowback and I said, well, and then I saw the replay. And I said, okay, it doesn't look like it was an obvious tripping penalty. However, having said that, you've already called three against the Jets. And you haven't called any against the Golden Knights. And that makes sense because the Golden Knights had the puck for the majority of the time. Hence yeah. the reason why the Jets were getting called. But at the same time, you know, that that to me, you know, the refs do not have the benefit of the replay. So, look, maybe they made the right call uh, in their mind. Maybe they saw it and they saw immediately not what we saw. But they, because again, it, and the game's different, right? Like I, I'm in the press box for the, for well, we're in the press box for Jets games or Moose games. And you see the game a lot differently than you do on television. And so that's just a, a reality but so we're going with what we saw there and, but yeah, it looked like a penalty and, but ultimately again, it, it goes back to, to, to youth hockey and you play until the whistle and That's if right. there's no whistle, then you, then you don't stop playing. And so um, that ends up burning the jets and, uh, and then, you know, they, they had to kind of hang on by the skin of their teeth in order to uh, try and get it into extra time. And they did get it into extra time you know, acquired a little bit of more heroics from Connor Hallibuck. Wow, did it but, ever. Yeah, you know, there were some saves there where, I mean, I, I, you know, my daughter, who's seven, is, is remarkably flexible. I think kids oftentimes aren't born with bones the way they're able to sleep in some awkward positions and contort their body into some awkward positions. But I begin to, uh, you know, at some points during this game, I was beginning to think that Connor Hellbuck didn't have any bones in his legs either, the way he was able to stretch his stretch out and make some some pad saves and put himself in into the into the uh, butterfly and you know go into the splits. I mean, I'm cringing and in, in in pain at home watching, but somehow he was able to do it and get back up and, and, and like it was nobody's like it was no big deal. Uh, you know, and, and the Jets, you know, had a lot of opportunities in overtime to win it. You think about that uh, pass from Mark Shifley to Josh Morrissey, where Morrissey was behind the defense. It was an in tight play. You wonder if Morrissey. Uh, you know, if he had a, an opportunity to do it again, he wouldn't have sort of one touched it as a as a tip opportunity. Maybe he he probably didn't realize he had the time to sort of corral the pass and then maybe try and move in uh, for a for a shot or, or or a deke there. But you know, that's you know uh, splitting hairs in terms of criticism. It's not a criticism. It's just you know you you probably didn't expect to have that much time and space 
behind the Golden Knights defense at that point in time. And then Vegas gets their opportunity. And again, I I, I don't I, I don't get too upset when things happen at three on three. Three on three is a gimmick. It's a fun gimmick. I enjoy watching it. I never turn off a three on three overtime, but there's not a lot that you can take from three on three overtime and and, and translate it or extrapolate it for how things uh go, you know, in five on five play. But Jack Eichel, you know, had a had a really nice play to win the game. And Mark Shifley, who has been better defensively this season, particularly at five on five, you know, just gets beat by Jack Eichel here. He's just a little bit soft, I would suggest, maybe a little bit uh, fatigued, probably a lot fatigued. They'd been trapped on the ice there. I mean, I'm not going to say, you know, uh, burn Mark Shifley at the stake and, 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 and then throw away his ashes. But, you know, you just want me want to see a little bit more from Mark Shifley on that play. Uh, you know, given the circumstances, given the time left with seven seconds to go and things of that nature. I think I saw somebody say, you know, it's not the end of the world there if you take a penalty call yeah, yeah. and prevent a scoring opportunity because then you're, what are you talking about? You know, you take a penalty call in that or situation. Or on three for six seconds, who cares? Exactly. You know, and I mean, you, lose fa- Shifley, you lose Shifley to the, to the shootout. Which for, no, I mean, he can still participate in the shootout. No, no, I know, but I'm saying like, well, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, no. I, so, yeah. I don't know why I thought that. No, no, you're right. So then, so then, yeah, there really is no point. There is no detriment to to doing that. Right. So you, you you know you you maybe want a little bit better awareness in that situation, but again, I'm not going to go cuckoo bananas about it. I mean, Jack Eichel is a better centerman than Mark Shifley. It's you know, I, I, and if you don't disagree with me, by all means disagree with me to your heart's content but i think if you went out and you asked 100 impartial hockey people who would no. you rather have you'd rather have jack eichel than mark shifley i mean well, I, I mean look that, that's fine but I, I mean look mark shifley's is he just played too much he played i think it was what 258 of overtime something like that yeah i mean it's too much three on three it, it just was again sometimes that and i at certain points you don't blame him because he's stuck out there and he can't get off but mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean that's just too much time for him to. I mean, he played half the overtime, more than half the overtime, and that's just it's it's just too much time for for one player to be on the ice, especially as as people are pointing out, it's three games and four nights, you know. And I know that they didn't skate this morning, and I know they didn't skate uh, earlier, and they're probably not going to be on the ice tomorrow. So you're going to have some time to just you know let it you know throw it all out there and just try and leave it all out on the ice. But at the same time, that's you've played a lot of hockey, and then to throw him out there. For that much time, I just didn't like that amount of time for for Mark Shifley in overtime. And yeah, I would agree. I mean, you do take the you do take the penalty and and try and just you know, I mean, if if they score, they score, but at least you prevented a very good chance. Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. But you know, ultimately, it's a two one Golden Knights victory. The Jets uh, finished the road trip two zero and one. Well, five out of Apostles, six points on a West yep. Coast trip. You're you're happy with that. Five, three, and one to end the month of October. You're tied for first place. Based on the schedule the Jets, uh, based on the yeah. opponents the Jets had. Yeah, there's no yeah, question. It was a that. tough schedule, and they came through it with, with, you know, if I had to give the Jets a grade through the first nine games through the month of October, you know, I would give them probably a very solid B plus or A minus because they're right in the thick of things. They've outperformed what I think, uh, you know, the most casual observers would say. Five, three, and one. I think that everybody would have taken that at the beginning of the season, given the given the schedule, given yep. the opponents. You know, given the fact that you haven't had your head coach, and we talked about this on Saturday show, which was yeah. just yesterday morning. We, you know, you haven't had your head coach. You haven't had Nikolai Ehlers, the guy that everyone was expecting to take another leap forward. You've had a you know a, a fair bit of uh, of uh, adversity. 
you know, mm-hmm. to, to start. Your power play really hasn't done anything at all. You know, it's been fairly anemic. Uh, five, three, and one's five, three, and one, folks. This, I'm not saying that, that, that's that, that's plenty good for the Winnipeg Jets. And you come home on Thursday. I mean, you look at the games you have for over the next two weeks. First of all, you only got four games over the next two weeks. So you right. got Thursday against uh, the Montreal Canadiens. You got Saturday. Not that true. I got I got four games next weekend. What are you talking about? Four hey, games? hey, I'm talking about the Jets. I had five, I had five in the last uh, five days. I mean, come on. I'm talking about the Jets only. You know, you got you got you got your moose time. Uh, you know, on your own. That's that's your own business, my good friend. Sure. You got you got the Montreal Canadiens on Thursday. You know, you should be better than the Montreal Canadiens. Well, they've been surprisingly good. They so, have been surprisingly uh, good, but you know, but yeah, that almost makes it so that you're not going to overlook them. No, same absolutely. with Chicago, same with sure. Chicago Blackhawks. Absolutely. Another team that's been surprisingly good. Yeah. But again, so you're not going to overlook them. Yeah. You got uh, a divisional rival game against the Dallas stars. You want to maybe pay them back for the, 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 the handling that the jets had uh, that the, that the stars gave to the jets, you know, in game number two of the season. And then you got Calgary next Saturday, which is, of course, is a test against one of the better teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Five, three, and one, lots of good. Some things to work on, but ultimately, first place is first place, and you can't take that away from the Jets after nine games this season. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, if you if you're if you're in first place, if you're five, three, and one, and at the same time, if you think about it, you know that you have areas to improve. Yeah, you're, you're a happy hoppy, hack, happy. Hockey club. Sorry, I've done a lot of talking today. Yeah. So I think that's um I think that's a really good spot for this Winnipeg Jets Club, Drew. And I, I think that, you know, there there a lot of people didn't think this was a playoff team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought they were gonna be a playoff team, but but a lot of people didn't think the Jets would be a playoff team. I thought I thought the the removal of expectations from their shoulder from many from all the pundits now suddenly going. All the people who said suddenly this was a Stanley Cup team, and now suddenly the exact same team is no longer a Stanley Cup team, is uh, was a good thing for the Jets club just to remove that from them and have them kind of be able to take us us against them, against the world sorry, sort of attitude into the season. Uh, just to answer some of the questions, sorry that we were I was seeing in the chat uh, quickly. It's a little harder when it's just you and I uh, trying to pay attention to you and also the chat. But a lot of people are asking about um, about Rick Bonus. We haven't had an update. Other than, you know, he seems to be uh, communicating quite often with the coaching staff. So uh suspect that whenever the Jets get going again, which I would think is on Tuesday, you'll uh, you'll get an update as to his status. And uh, maybe it will be from Rick Bonus himself. Now, look, I think everybody would like to see Rick Bonus back and healthy, but he's got to take care of himself first and foremost, because that press conference, uh, you know, he, he you know, he he was visibly. Yeah. Not well during that press conference. So you take take as much time as you need. You know that the team's in good hands with you know Scott Arneal and the rest of the coaching staff right there. So for Rick Bonus, I think health has to be priority number one. I will say, by the way, uh, sorry, I, Prime Timer just said not the same team. I see Dave. No more Stasnier Cop. More importantly, and I hadn't realized this because I tend not to pay attention too much to former Jets, but I, I still sometimes do check in on from time to time. Those guys are not having very good seasons. I, I, someone tweeted at me. I was, I was shocked to see their numbers. I think Andrew Kopp has like two assists or two or four assists. Whatever. No, I think two assists through, uh, through his games with Detroit. And I don't think Paul Stasny is having a great season in Carolina. So, um, interesting to see those two who were seen as such critical pieces. I'm not going to say who said Cole Perfetti would replace the points, but someone said that. Anyways, on the season preview show. And folks, no matter what, look at the bright side. The Maple Leafs lost again tonight. That's oh, really yes. all that matters. It's so, you know, as the Jets are 
you know, as we're, you know, lamenting a loss of one point when they got five out of six in Toronto, things are a little bit more dicey than they are necessarily here in Peg City. <laughs> I, well, I just saw someone say, could you imagine the leave show right now? And I mean, <laughs> I uh, can only imagine what Steve Dangle's head must be exploding right now. I think you're fairly correct about that, Mr. Dave. Let's head to break, folks. When we come back, the Illegal Curve unique word of the day for our merchandise contest. I We've had a lot of people been... guessing it, not guessing it right. I know 11, you've been... 11, 11 letters, folks. I know you've been waiting for it. I know that you're, the anticipation is building, so stay tuned. It's coming up next. We also are going to give away, or we're going to announce our winner of mm-hmm. the last merchandise contest. So somebody's going to walk away with some great Winnipeg Jets merchandise coming up after the break. And of course, the Tough Duck hardest hitting comment still to come. Much more to come. Don't go anywhere. Sunday evening, Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. We're live on YouTube and all of our social media platforms. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. There's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, All the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. 
That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code ILLEGALCURVE. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zappia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zappia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zappia of Zappia Group Realty. Online at zappiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. Shortly before 10.30 in the evening, a Sunday evening, I hope everyone had a very pleasant Sunday. Maybe you got to enjoy some of the unseasonably warm weather. Maybe you went out for a walk with your family or or loved ones. Whatever it is, I hope you enjoyed uh, it. What was that? Some of us family. were at a, some of us were high above the ice surface in a press box, Drew. Yeah, I didn't say you. I said some. Oh, I a little, said a little I, shout out to the people who are doing color for the Moose broadcast today. We gave you shout outs. We put maybe you comments. heard me on maybe you heard me on CGOB today. I yeah, did, I Dave. You did a wonderful job, but your ego needs to be deflated. <laughs> Otherwise, that room won't be big enough. So I'm just keeping you humble right. while I'm saluting all those who spent time with their loved ones, and maybe they spent some time in nature on this unseasonably warm. Sunday. It was very nice. I will That's say that. all I'm saying is I hope Good. you got Lisa, outside. Lisa Danko was in the at the Moose game this afternoon. There you go. It was Ezzy actually. Ezzy was, was at the game. Moose game too. He was dressed as a 40 year old father with two children. He pulled it off wonderfully. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying is that you know there's other things to do. Moose games, nature. Lovely walks and we'll have more moose tickets to give away for next week when they take on the Texas Stars. So wonderful, uh, perfect. There you go. We got so lots we to give away this week because the Texas Stars. We've got our 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 live hit we're doing next week, next Saturday at the Winnipeg Ice Fishing Show, uh, November fifth and sixth at Red River X Place. So come down Saturday morning, meet Illegal Curve, and you also get a chance to check out all the great um, speakers they're going to have. Great prizes. Uh, it's going. Um, I can't remember the start time. I think it's 10, 10 o'clock, but I'll have to recheck that out. But it's it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, there's great speakers, contest, $10 for adults and kids 12 and under go in for free. Plus, you can see us. You can see our yeah. smiling faces. We're going to be there live on Saturday morning broadcasting the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. So if you're looking for something to do next weekend, when the weather's supposed to be not as great, allegedly... The Winnipeg Ice Fishing Show is a fine destination where you can spend some quality time with us good folks at Illegal Curve and your uh, and, and some getting ready for ice fishing season. Uh, this courtesy of our friend Ken Weeb. He's on the yeah, road trip, that. so he's in yeah. Vegas. Uh, uh, associate coach Scott Arneal said he expects Rick Bonus, head coach of the Jets, to be back on the ice this week with the team. Nikolai Ehlers didn't end up skating on the road trip. There was some thought that he was going to skate on the road trip. He did with the it. extras. Yeah. With the extras, Logan Stanley is in a walking boot after blocking a shot with his foot and he will be examined further back in Winnipeg. So you wonder about the health status of, of course, Nikolai Ehlers. Cause I think had he skated on this trip, it would be a pretty good sign that he's getting ready to rejoin the lineup on Thursday. 
Now, just because he didn't skate doesn't mean he's not ready to join on Thursday, but time will tell on that front. And then you wonder, of course, about the status of Logan Stanley moving forward, because if he's in a walking boot, that's a sign that he's got uh, a boo-boo on his foot at the very least. So obviously time will tell more details to come uh, regarding uh, those players. And of course, you can follow along on illegalcurve.com for all the latest news. Now, the illegal I agree, curve- by the way, I agree with Robert Sutton's comment. I actually thought Dylan Sandberg had a good game. Yeah, I thought he had a good game too. Uh, I agree. I agree with you. He's getting uh, more. You can see he's getting back to that comfortable feeling. And that's one mm-hmm. of those things that, you know, when I talked to him in the summer um, during that our August hiatus, when I was doing a bit of a summer series with some of the players, you know, you could see that Dylan Sandberg had that quiet confidence that, you know, he built up in that re- his resume in the AHL. And, you know, from all the games that he played in the NHL last year, and had he not been injured, he would have played a, a whole slew more. Um, you could see that he was going to do that. And then obviously, you know, he came back into the lineup and it wasn't, you know, especially knowing there's that pressure, right? Like one mistake, now someone else is in, I'm out. So I think with, especially with Logan Stanley being injured, maybe he feels a little more comfortable. So uh, good on Dylan Sandberg for kind of getting back into, back into the swing and see, showing what, what he's capable of providing every game. Exactly right. Well said. Now, a quick word about the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. We do this after each and every Winnipeg Jets game here on the Illegal Curve post-game show. We, You have the opportunity to enter the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. You can enter the contest one time and get one entry. You can click the link. The link is currently available in the show description. That's right. Dave's cap is getting a little tight. In the show description, you'll see a link where it says enter the Illegal Curve merchandise contest here. If you're saying, where is the description? Where's the show description? I can't find the show description. Maybe you're watching on your phone. X out of the chat, if you so desire. Hit the drop-down arrow. You'll see a description of this fine broadcast that you are watching. If you're watching on your computer, hit the drop-down arrow. You'll see a fine description of this show that you're watching. Can't find it there? No problem. We have it for you in many other places. Namely, our website, illegalcurve.com. Click on the morning papers link. Click on the pregame report link. Click on probably the postgame show report. Postgame report. All of those different web pages have a link to the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Uh, you'll see the list of different things you can do to get entries. The more things you do, the more entries you get. One of the things you need to do is enter the unique code for the IC contest. You can only get that unique code by watching this show, the Illegal Curve postgame show, or downloading the podcast and waiting for us to announce what the unique code is. And for the record, you don't get any bonus points for leaving a comment on the podcast, but you get my eternal appreciation. There you go. There you go. So you should do it anyways, because Dave's eternal appreciation is worth a lot of money. Let me tell you, folks, that Dave M. Good Time Vibes are nothing that you can put a price tag on. You know those old MasterCard commercials? That is priceless right there. So get in Dave M.'s good graces, and while you're at it, enter the unique code for the IC contest. Roll the dice. All one word. All caps. I don't know if it has to actually be caps when you enter it. I don't think it's case sensitive. But all one word. If it is, you know, use uh, use all caps. R-O-L-L-T-H-E dice. D-I-C-E. Roll the dice. Very apropos, Mr. Manuk. Craps player. You guys didn't know that Dave was a craps player back in his day, right? I once yep. played craps with Jerome Bettis. And by that, I mean I was walking through the Venetian and Jerome Bettis was playing craps and I watched him play. 
that's good. How was the and Cordell Stewart actually? Cordell Stewart, Andrew, you yeah, really was, went was, back to the you know, late '90s uh, yeah. uh, Pittsburgh Steelers time there. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers days, yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was probably sometime in the uh, probably around 2010, but they were uh, no when was it? Yeah, maybe mid 2000s. Okay, something in that in that range. But yeah, they were they were enjoying themselves, playing Let little dice. You, do you remember what Cordell Stewart's nickname was? Was it like Slasher? Hey, there you go. You got yeah. it right, Slash, because yeah. he was one of he was a most unique player at a time when players were very uh, typecast. You know, quarterbacks yeah. threw the ball, running backs run ran the ball. The idea of having a guy who can do a rushing quarterback, or you know, and Cordell Stewart said, uh, uh, I believe he even punted once or twice because the Steelers <laughs> were really leaning into that Slash moniker. Cordell Stewart, you're absolutely right, Dave. Good, good memory remembering that. Not bad. Not bad. When you roll the dice nickname. with a guy, you got you to gotta know his nickname. Exactly right. Roll the dice. That's the unique code for the IC contest. The unique code for the IC contest. Enter that on the contest page. We have a winner from the last game, Mr. Manuk. We do indeed. We do indeed. The winner is Jason Sheps. Jason Sheps, you are the winner uh, as selected by the machine today. So uh, congratulations on uh, your win. I will be sending you an email to find out your address and I will be sending out your Jersey, uh, authentic Winnipeg Jets Jersey. So a pretty cool prize that you get to win. Uh, we have heritage classic. We have the away, we have the home, we have t-shirts, we have hats. We've got a lot of good stuff and I got a lot of stuff from Seagram still to give away our sponsors. So we'll have some of that at the uh, Winnipeg ice fishing show. We got, we got so much stuff. Uh, Drew, we got tickets to the ice fishing show. We got, I got moose tickets. We're just, how much of the shows now are just spent giving stuff away? Which I don't mind. I, I mean, we're we're a Manitoba-based show. We know folks love free stuff, so we'll keep uh, we'll keep providing folks with as much free stuff as we as long as we get it. We're happy to give it up. Exactly right. And you folks keep coming back, and you guys will, as a result, uh, benefit from all the free stuff that we are giving away. Speaking of free stuff, time for the tough duck hardest hitting comment again because Ginsburg's not here. I have a lot of flexibility i can really sort of steer this with whatever comment you like maybe it is specific to the game maybe it's an in-depth game analysis maybe it's praise of dave i love when people praise dave maybe that gets you the hardest hitting comment you never quite know what it's going to take but this one tonight's hardest hitting comment i really enjoyed i thought it was amusing it was apropos for the sin city where the winnipeg jets played matthew thompson Put this one out there. In a city built on mafia and casinos, the Jets appropriately showed up to play tonight's game in cement shoes. Cement skates would have been a little bit better, Matthew, but I'll let it slide. Congratulations. You are the winner of tough of, of the of tonight's tough duck hardest hitting comment. Matthew, send me an email. Drew at illegalcurve.com. Slide into my DMs at IC Drew. Send me your mailing address. Let me know your mailing address. We'll be sure to send out to you a toque from our friends at Tough Duck. And, of course, the next opportunity for anybody to win tonight's Tough Duck hardest-hitting comment will be Thursday night when the Winnipeg Jets are back in action against the Montreal Canadiens. Looking forward to another original six matchup. Uh, Probably won't have the... Same level of animus that was in the arena. Johnny Kovacevic is Johnny Kovacevic is looking for some revenge. 
Uh, the the Johnny Kovacevic revenge factor is, is significant. <laughs> it is certainly high up there. It'll be interesting to hear uh, hear from the former uh, former Manitoba Moose player that a lot of people had penciled into the Winnipeg Jets uh, roster this year. Well, we know how that ended Again. up with him now playing a significant role for the uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. I, I won't make a Ginsburg guarantee, but if you watch the, if you look in the press box, I guarantee you there'll be about 15 Moose players probably there to watch him play against the Winnipeg Jets. Well, there you would go. Be exactly. My, they, would the, be my guess. The the loyalty factor, the tight bonds between yeah. Moose players. He was very, he was very well, players. very popular, very popular. So one you of the leaders know. of that team. So you you would know as the Moose insider, there's no question about that, which means there's only one way we can end tonight's broadcast. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Wow. I was not expecting that. I mean, I did a lot of Moose talk already. The Moose, of course, were back in action today. Doesn't have to be a long one. It can be no, it can I'll be, try and it keep a short I'll, one. I'll keep it tight. I'll keep it okay. tight. I did a lot of chit chatting with Daniel Fink today as I did. Joined him for uh, color, which I do, you know, occasionally. I used to do it a little more often, but um, it's actually it's hard on me to do that because I tend to, I can't really tweet and focus on the game as when I'm doing the color, but I still enjoy it because it adds a different element to uh, to watching the games and covering the the Moose games. So uh, it was a lot of fun to join Daniel on the broadcast. And uh, the Moose were looking for a little revenge after losing five two to Iowa. They had been on a on a four game win streak, so they were looking for uh, to get back on track. Today, this afternoon, in the rematch, and it didn't get off to a good start because um, in the first period, Christian Reichel scored an own goal on Arvid Holm. Uh, mm. Moose won a face-off. He went to swat it behind the, the Moose net, and he swatted it through Arvid Holm and opened the scoring for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, I can't recall the last time I've seen one Iowa, of those. I, I, Iowa Wild, my good friend. The Iowa what I, Wild. What did I say? Minnesota Wild. Sorry, Matt. I, you know what? You know what? There were so many guys from Minnesota. Matty Hendricks was there walking around the press box. Carson Lambos was there walking around the press box. There were a lot of guys from the Minnesota Wild organization, even though I know Carson Lambos is currently with the Winnipeg Ice. Yeah. But he was there, obviously, because the organization wanted him to be around them for the for the couple of days. But it was, you know, it was a, an inauspicious start for the for the uh, Manitoba Moose finding themselves down one nothing. But you know, it's it's a a resilient bunch. And one of the things that, you know, I thought was interesting, Daniel told us yesterday on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show when he joined us, was that I never realized, I knew they were a young team. I didn't realize they were the youngest team in the AHL. I thought that was an interesting stat because, and you see it, like you see it with Henry Nicken and Daniel Torgerson, Chaz Lucius, Brad Lambert. He didn't play again today. He's dealing with an illness. So that's what Coach Morrison told me after yesterday's game. So no Brad Lambert, 2022 uh, first rounder. But a lot of other young players in the lineup, of course, all the defensemen uh, as well. So uh, a resilient brunch, but, you know, you never know, right? They're, they lost yesterday 5-2. Special teams weren't good. How are they going to respond today? Well, they responded uh, nicely. They didn't sag when uh, – or sag too significantly. They started to push back immediately after that uh, – that against the grain, as Cole Meyer said, goal that got scored against them. And sure enough, they tied it. Uh, Cole Meyer himself, the alternate captain of the Manitoba Moose, he opened the scoring. Uh, nice, a nice work, really nice uh, cycle actually. Billy Hinola was involved, Leon Gavanke, um, and the lunch pail line just wreaking havoc in front of the Iowa Wild net. And eventually, Cole Meyer comes out from in front, uh, from behind the net, sorry, puts it top corner, makes it one all, and then uh, two goals in 15 seconds. One from Leon Gavanke on the power play, and then Cole Meyer 15 seconds later made it a three-one game, and the Moose. Uh, Made a you know Arvid Holm excellent 33 saves in net. He's got two wins in a row uh, for the Moose 
in net and uh, they, they cruised wide Bon Giovanni. He finished it off the uh, college signing from last year. So he signed, he finished it off uh, on the power play to make it four one and the moose cruise to a four one win to uh, defeat Iowa. And um, like the jets, actually the jets, it's actually an interesting time because the both teams in, uh, in Manitoba, both the pro teams. And obviously we know the, how well the ice are doing in the WHL, but both the pro teams of Manitoba find themselves first in the central division uh, in the respective uh, leagues. So uh, another way to bounce back. And now the Moose have, they're off tomorrow. They'll be back on the rink, on the ice uh, for practice for the next few days after that. And then they take on the Texas Stars on Friday night and then Sunday afternoon. There you go. There's tonight's Manuk Moose Minute, breaking down everything happening with the AHL team in town. Before we cease tonight's program, I want to say a big thank you to all the sponsors of Illegal Curve who make the post-game show, the Saturday show, and the website a possibility. Rumors, Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market, Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagram's, Rollies Transfer, Grid Park, and The Keg. Support these fine businesses because of their continued support of Legal Curve Hockey. If you want to become a sponsor of Legal Curve Hockey, or maybe you know of a company or involved with a company, or really just want to buy it for yourself so that you can get me to make a 30-second commercial about you, <laughs> let us know. Drew at IllegalCurve.com or Dave at IllegalCurve.com. We're always happy to sit down and create a package that will work for you one other thing drew sorry before we jump off i gotta give a shout out to 2022 first rounder Rutger mcgordy who got his first collegiate hat trick yesterday for the university of michigan they ended up winning the game 6-5 in ot it looked like Rutger was gonna have drew come on do some blocking here i did block the last couple it's your turn now so uh he ended up looking like it was gonna be the um, game winning goal because they were up five uh four but then western michigan tied the game to send it to overtime and uh, Luke Hughes ended up getting the gate, the overtime winner to send uh, Michigan home. I think, I think they're like nine Oh and one or something like that. Michigan's rolling. They've got a very good team as they usually do, but Rutgers were already uh, first collegiate hat trick. He's got, I think he's got four goals, six assists in eight games. So he's, uh, he's feeling good. And then Jets fans are feeling good seeing what he's able to do. The only thing with Rutgers that I find, I find hard to understand is how he wears number two, because it's very hard to see a forward wearing a defenseman's number. Well, that's something that might he might alleviate that problem at uh, the professional ranks right now in college. You know, he's a young kid. Anything goes when you're in college still. You, get, you know, when you get up to the NHL level, things will be a little bit different, I suspect. Dave M., we've spent a lot of quality time together since uh, mm-hmm. Thursday. I'm going to enjoy True. the next couple days away from you, even though be sure that, you know, in my heart, I'm still right there next to you. But I hope you enjoy a couple days off. You'll be working hard on the website, getting the post-game report up, and, of course, the morning papers, which will be up and posted in a matter of mere hours. Good thing that you are, as we talked about yesterday, nocturnal and can work all night and sleep all day. A, yeoman, a hearty effort for the sleep all day part, you, you were pretty accurate. Yeah, a hearty effort from yourself, Dave M. A hearty effort from the Winnipeg Jets dropping a 2-1 decision at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. They end the month of October 5-3-1 and and atop the Central Division with the Dallas Stars. Thanks to everybody for joining us. I'm sure I pissed off a few people today. That's what my specialty is. But folks, it's just hockey. Don't worry. I'm still a nice person deep down inside. You can ask my wife. She says I'm a great person. And my kids like me every now and then as well. 
Dave M, we'll see you on Thursday night. Thanks to everybody for joining us. Remember the post-game show Thursday night right around 9.45 p.m. back here on our YouTube channel. For Dave Manuk, I'm your host, Rumendell. Thanks for watching. Until Thursday night, we wish you good night and good luck, and we hope you enjoyed the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.